In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. It's December 2nd, 2012, and you're listening to episode 62 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. I'm Maggie. And I'm Lily. And we're coming to you from... The Party Tree! In Hobbiton! And I'm trying to find a place to plug in the electric lights. Does Hobbiton have electricity? Don't. I think we we made some certain assumptions about this that aren't <laughs> going to work. The tree on the, the, the star on the top is nice, though. Yes, it is very pretty. But I don't know where my gingerbread ornaments keep going. They keep putting them up and they keep disappearing. Did you put them in hobbit size reach? Maybe. Therein would be the problem. There was that ladder behind the pub that I found. Therein is the other problem. (laughs) Damn it, hobbits. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hello everyone. We are well into holiday and hobbit hobbit preparation. Hobbit season. It's hobbit season. I'm hunting hobbits. Do you hunt hobbits? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that. Traumatic. I'm the one that made the dragon shawl, okay? Evil. Whatever. Misunderstood. At least one, obviously one of us needs to be the hero of, hero of this podcast, and one of us needs to be the villain. <laughs> Every story needs a good villain. Every story needs a good old-fashioned villain. Okay. Yes, thank Moving you, Moriarty. Anyway. So, starting with adventures in knitting, especially because we have three people here today. There's a lot <laughs> of adventures going on. So, as you notice, there is another voice here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> This is our friend Lily, which we have mentioned a few, quite a number of times, actually. So is that the lovely Lily or the luscious Lily? Both, I believe. Okay. And she's turning pink. Yeah. So Lily's here because we went on a yarn crawl in Toronto yesterday. Oh my goodness. And I remember seeing the uh, Facebook posts as, as I kept going yeah, along. Yeah, like, oh, I oh ended up live Facebooking or live tweeting it as we went from store to store and my money stash dwindled. And, and my happened. yarn stash increased and increased and increased. Yes, you said tribbles? <laughs> yes, <Yay. it's> tribbles. <laughs> and there was another member of our knitting group that went along with us, Chris. Um, unfortunately, she's being an elf today, so she couldn't be here. And I'm really tired, and even though she told me everything, I can't remember what you bought. <laughs> but I know you bought a lot of really nice stuff. I think there was Indigo Dragonfly in there somewhere. We'll see. Anyway. So, so actually, let's do it. Well, we can do this chronologically. Maybe. First, we went to... So, first, we went to Unit, which yeah. was a cute little store. Yes. Yeah. Behind a Honest huge, <laughs> a huge uh, staple in Toronto. Yes. Honest Ed's. If you've never been to Toronto, the place is lit up like a Christmas tree year-round, and it's very hard to miss. Mm. It's sort of like, oh, there's Honest Ed's. The store is right behind it. Kind of hard to, you know, not be able to find it with that landmark. Though at yeah. least Honest Ed's spawns all of the arts and musicals in Toronto. Yes. Because it's all Mervish productions. Yeah, so. the Mervishes own, like, all the theaters in, Tor- in Toronto. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. Yes. So. Or sponsor. Yeah. So first we went to Unit, where I got some Indigo Dragonfly yarn called My Boyfriend Had a Bicentennial, and seeing as I'm doing a Buffy marathon, that it seems seemed to work. Much appropriate. Is it that, seemed to work. What kind of... What is that MCM. The, oh, the MCM yeah. sock. So it's 80% merino, 10% cashmere, 10% nylon. And it's lovely and sort of a... Purpley. Dull purpley. And I don't entirely have a plan for this yet, but as Karen kept mentioning, it's sock yarn. You can figure something out later. <laughs> yes. Sock yarn is wonderfully versatile. Karen's an enabler. 
Everyone should yeah. know this. By now, <laughs> yes. And that's what I got at Unit. Did you get anything at Unit? Nope. She'd no? already been there Because I went there two weeks yes. ago. Yes. Yeah. True. Also, this was my trip to enable other people and not buy that much. Well, oh, she no, did, I did buy something. Of, you did, did buy something. glom yourself onto the uh, Quagu wall. <laughs> and I did come off with a couple things stuck to my bosom. <laughs> they followed you home, so to speak. Yes. In my shirt. They were... <laughs> so they kind of, you know, led me home in a way. I guess. Uh, yeah, I got two skeins of Kwaku K-P-P-P-M. I think that's Painter's Palette Premium is what it stands for, Marina. And it's in, they only have colorway numbers, so it's P320. And it's this lovely black and teal and dark teal and light teal and oh, I love it so Okay, much. it needs a name. The colorway needs a name. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Okay, Harold. Okay. Then we went and to, to Lettuce Knit, Knit yep. which is in Kensington Market. And I bought some socks that rock heavyweight in the colorway Twilight. It does not sparkle. No, it doesn't. (laughs) We did see a lot of sparkly yarn yesterday, though. But Mm. we refrained. It's kind of this lovely bluey color that is just pretty. And this one, I actually... Is your shirt? It does. (laughs) Which is Blue Jays, so it works. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And this one I actually had something in mind for. I'm going to knit the Age of... Brass and Steam Kerchief, oh, nice. which is a free download on Ravelry, and I'm into the steampunk thing, so the Age of Brass and Steam seems to work. Huh. I don't see an actual designer's name on there. It's on Ravelry. It's just search Age of Brass and Steam and it'll be there. Yeah, it looks free. like you can also find them at orangeflowerpatterns.blogspot.com. Don't worry, we'll link it. Yep. Yeah. That was Let Us Knit. Karen knocked over the water, and... They had a little bowl of, like, a little dog bowl of water there that I couldn't see. Chris knocked over some other stuff, so I was the only one who made it out of there without knocking things <laughs> over. Without destroying the place. <laughs> yes. Let us knit. It was really cool out front, because it's yarn-bombed. Yeah, again, it's not easy. It's not Hard. easy to mix. <laughs> okay. No. Because the entire front post of it is yarn-bombed, some of which is yarn-bombed with, like, eyelash yarn. <laughs> Oh, damn, that takes dedication. Then we went to... We had lunch at this lovely little burger place. Big chubby burger. Where we proceeded to geek up their wall of chalk. They have the one one wall um, painted with the chalkboard chalkboard paint. paint, And I think we hit every fandom we could think of. We We did a Harry Potter. Yeah, Chamber of Secrets has been opened. Uh, Live long and prosper, obviously. Yeah, I put in uh, Colson lives and believe in Sherlock, the two hashtags. Did save baits. Free baits. Free baits, right? Winter is coming. Yep. From Game of Thrones. What was it for Do or do not. There is no try for Star Wars and I am no man. That was it. For Lord of the Rings. Yes, because we had the Eowyn discussion on the train on the way there in the morning. We uh, geeked it up a little bit. We nerded it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how long it'll be up, but... It doesn't seem like those things got wiped out a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Then we went... So your geek wisdom will be there for a while. It will, yes. 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 Oh, and put a... Did you mention Doctor Who? Exterminate! Yes, we did the Exterminate for Doctor (laughs) Who, which was kind of fun. Um, Then we went to Romney. Yes. And I proceeded to be overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah. It's the largest yarn store in Toronto, with very high ceilings and yarn that goes up to the ceiling. And a basement. And a basement with all the sail yarn. Um, And lots of sort of narrow aisles with lots of bins of yarn. It's 
It can be quite overwhelming for the noob. There I got... And this is when you proceeded to hate me. Yes, I got three skeins of Cascade 220 yarn. Don't see a colorway, but it's beautiful heathered greens mm-hmm. for... It should have a colorway number at the very least. Uh, 9451 is the colorway number. And I have a project in mind for that one. So I'm feeling pretty good. I bought yarn mostly that I had projects in mind for. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm done my Christmas knitting. So it's Yay. all about knitting for me now. <laughs> with the good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I intend to use this stuff with the Manti Passage Scarf, which is also available on Ravelry. And Manitou. It's a- Manitou? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't read, apparently. Yeah, the Manitou Passage Scarf, Scarf. by Jen Showalter. And it's another free down- Ravelry download. It's got big, chunky cables, and I'm yeah. excited to get into sort that. Sort of subtle cables. They're not, like, yeah. really distinct. And I also got another Cascade yarn that is Superwash Paints. And for that, I'm going to do the Tiger Lily Cowl, Aww, which looks so nice. pretty. And like as, for- of course, an homage to my name, Lily. Yeah. Yes. It's in greens and purples and blues, and yeah, it's just... Pretty. And it's soft. <laughs> pretty oh, yeah, is, that one's pretty is all the reason we need. And yes. the Tiger Lily Cowl is by Christina S. Wilkins. And it looks kind of funky. Did you get stuff at Romney? Yes. I got cloak clasps. Ah! They're very lovely. And they look like they would go with the, uh, with mm-hmm. the cape. Very nice. I do actually. <laughs> I have two more cloak clasps coming from the Loopy U, but... I don't know if they're going to get here in time mm. to put them on my Lothlorian. So I figured, well, I'll get these from Romney. And then when I get the other ones, I'll take a look at all of it. You know, even if I, and I can sew these onto the, onto it if, you know, the other ones don't arrive in time. And then after The Hobbit at some point, I can be like, okay, which ones do I actually like better on the cloak? Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I could change them out. Better to have too many choices than not enough. Mm-hmm. And then our final stop was the Purple Pearl. Which... Was, I think, my favorite of the bunch, because it was just so warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. Not that the other stores weren't, it was just, the Purple Pearl has a nice sit-down area. Yeah, big sit-down area. It, you just sat and like, oh yeah, and like, they knew you and you started chatting, which was kind of awesome. Yeah. I mean, and Unit has a little cafe and a sit-down area too, but it's just probably because of when we were there earlier in the yeah, day, we there were, wasn't, you know, that many people there, and... We were also, and it was also like the beginning of our day, so we were like, we must go to yarn stores! Yes. And we were also all, like, tired, so. Yeah. By the time we hit the Purple Pearl, we were... Yeah. I I was supposedly done by the time we hit the Purple (laughs) Pearl. Yes, you kept saying how you were so done. Um... Yeah, that didn't happen this, because, this as evidenced false. by the yarn in your lap. Yeah, I ended up buying um, two small skeins of sock yarn by Turtle Pearl Yarns called Dirty Girl. Yeah, it's the Turtle and, Pearl Stripey Toes. And it's um, black, pink with some dark purples in it, and it's kind of fun. And it will be self-striping. Yes, so in the new year, I will learn to knit socks. This is my goal. Of course, I've said that the last two years. <laughs> well, you know, we can make sure you actually succeed. Yes, yes. Now that I have figured out how to do magic loop, knitting in the round isn't so scary anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm a master of flat things these days. So, And then I bought some more Indigo Dragonfly yarn, and this one was a tough one because it was between the one I bought, which is Unemployed in Greenland, which is blacks and greens. Yeah, and this reference from Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yes. Yeah. 
And Bunnies, It Must Be Bunnies from the Buffy musical, which was, I believe, Purples. Was yeah, it was a very light sort of purple. Lighter purple than My Boyfriend Has a Bicentennial. Mm-hmm. And I almost came away with both of them, but I did show <laughs> some restraint in the end. And these two don't have projects in mind, well, other than Scott. Just Socks. think of it as stimulating the economy. Yes. Yes. At Christmas time. Yes. So, yes. And ind- who- independent shops and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Always a good thing. You're helping the independent urine stores in Toronto. <laughs> I yeah. was. And I should mention too, Chris, she got like, she, My- yeah, she got some Indigo Dragonfly too at Union. She bought a lot of purple. Yeah. Well, she loves purple. Yeah. I bought, well, most of my stuff is in the blueies and greens and purplies. Some but- of us just have our colors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I would have bought the, uh, you knit, there was the, um, don't wear this on Star Trek, mm-hmm. which I would have bought, but somebody <laughs> gave it to me a couple years ago that I will be working with next, I think. Yes. Because, <laughs> like, if if someone was going to buy you a skein of yarn, yes. what, what it could would be, be more perfect? Exactly. Um, okay. So. Did you get anything from the Purple Pearl? No. Because, again, I got my stuff from the Purple Pearl two weeks, two weeks ago when ago. I was yes. there. Anniversary sale. And what are you working on? Now that I'm done my Christmas knitting, I am starting my Hobbit Along, which will be done by the time I go see the movie, which I'm not entirely sure when that will be. Mm -hmm. So it's a little lace scarf that I've adapted from a dishcloth pattern on Ravelry, and it's Elvish Leaves Dishcloth. And I don't have the designer name. That's okay. We will link well, it. It's we will. So, Kelly's Elvish Leaves Dishcloth. So yeah. I'm assuming the first name of the yeah. designer is Kelly. And I have three pattern repeats done. And it's all leafy and pretty. And I'm doing Ooh. it in, I'm not entirely sure what yarn, what it is, but Karen dyed it, so. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a yeah blank yarn that I got from, I think, from Wool to Die For. That I did in sort of a greeny, tealy, but oh, go sort figure. of a grayish. Greeny, tealy. Go figure. But it's more of a grayish. Yeah. So Not those a bright one. are my in progresses and yarn crawl experience, which I intend to repeat at some point when okay. I have more money. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> there are about four more yarn stores we didn't go to in Toronto. <laughs> some of them are slightly more further, slightly further afield. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Now, as for what I've been working on, of course, I've been working on the Lothlorien cape. Yes, a lot. Yes, and. Oh, I don't see needles. I don't see needles. You don't see needles. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Because it is done, bitches. <laughs> it's beautiful. It still needs to be blocked. And the ends still need to be won in. Well, there's the a re- there's a reason you couldn't block it, so. Yeah. And that was me. But the knitting. But look at that. And it's got Well, I'm not going to use knitting blocking wires. <laughs> but I took all your pins, too. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pin it. It's good. I'm going to block it like a sweater, basically, where you just, like, especially a sweater after you've so yeah, okay. You just, you know, wash it and then you tuck Lay it, it out place. Flat. It's got such a nice drape to it and it's probably got a nice warm weight. Yeah. It is heavy. So you did have enough. <laughs> Not bad heavy, but So you did have enough yarn. Oh yeah. I actually have the ball of yarn like right here and it's I still got a sizable ball of yarn here. Hmm. Not sizable enough to really do anything with cuz it's like a DK weight. Yeah. So maybe just like cuffs for yeah, mittens or something like that. Yay! Yay! So it is done. And early, too. I know. I wasn't (laughs) expecting it to be like, I kept being like, okay, I have to do like 2.5 rows a day. And then just, I think it was the night after knit, like like Thursday night, I had like, you know, six more rows of the chart. So each wedge was down to like, there was three stitches in each wedge plus the, 
you know, I think it's about 10 stitch cable sort of border on each wedge. And I just like kept going and I was like, oh, I'll finish the chart while we're watching TV and stuff. And then I got to that point and it's like, I just have the 16 row stockinette stitch collar basically to do. And it's 80 stitches, 84 stitches. So it's like, well, might as well just keep going. So it only took me like another couple hours wow. to finish it. And it is pretty it's and turn over the And turn over the um, color. Which in the instructions it says to like cast off and then sew it up. I just put the needle through the bottom stitch of the collar with the live... And I had one live stitch from the, the end of it. And then I put it through the bottom stitch of the collar, knit those two together. together. And then basically did the cast off. But yes done. It is ready to be blocked. It is a major accomplishment. So it will Beautiful. definitely be ready for the 14th. <laughs> Squish. 13th, really. Yeah. So that is my major accomplishment. Speaking of which, 13th is my office business holiday party. Mm -hmm. So starting from about noon of that day, <laughs> I, I plan on wearing my shawl to the party. Ooh. So I'm going to be wearing that shawl a lot because we're going to go from the party, probably go home, maybe get dinner, get a nap, and then Get ready to go out again. Yeah. I'm probably going to go straight for... I work till five, so I'm probably just going to go straight to, straight from work to... The theater? The mall. Okay. And then the movie theater. Okay. Especially because, you know, our tickets have a 10, 10 o'clock call. Time. I'm aware. I'm aware. So. I live four minutes from the mall. Yeah, true. So, and then since then, because, of course, I need something to work on, I basically have just been working on my Sweet Georgia Tough Love sock, which is in the cold mountain colorway. And I'm just doing it in plain stockinette. Both socks are a couple inches up the leg, so... Yay! Well Yay! Done. I can't work on those too much because they, they tend to get... If I'm not, like, at... Well, I can't really do this in the movie because it's a bit splitty to work at at the movies. But otherwise, when I'm on the bus, sometimes it, it gets a little tedious. I think I need a project... That's in the middle? That has something. Maybe not, you know, not as crazy as the LaFlorian cake. What about your lake shawl? Mm -hmm. Yes, I need to start working on that again. See, now that I'm finished, and I have banana bread in my mouth. <laughs> it's Christmas! Whatever. Now that I'm done, you know, when, whenever you finish a huge project like that, it's always like, so what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> or what was I working on two months yeah. ago when I started this big crazy, this big pile of crazy? All of these projects bounce up and down in your eyes, you know, sort of like, me, 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 you forgot yeah, me, so I want to do me. That <laughs> That came out so wrong. Yeah. Okay, Maggie. Anyway. What have you been doing, Maggie? <laughs> I'm not going there. So yeah, so I'm probably going to pick up the Lake Shore Shawl. I've got a couple other things that I should finish up. And of course, now is the time of year when I start going through my knitting basket of the socks that I knit over the summer and being like, I need socks because I haven't done laundry yet. And... Oh, I need to still weave in the ends of these. Weave in ends in the half hour before I leave go to work. <laughs> Yay, new socks for work. <laughs> so I should be smart and actually like preemptively go through the basket and weave in ends. I have so many dishcloths that I've done. But the ends are just not done yet. It's like, oh crap, these are meant to be Christmas presents. Should probably weave in the ends before mm. I. Uh... <laughs> and Maggie, what have you been working on? Okay. My Hobbit Salon. She is done. Ooh. Pretty full. She Ooh, got very blocked. pretty full. Like you just mentioned, we ends need to be woven in because this was Malabrigo, so it did pop once in a while. But Malabrigo does do that. Ooh. But it has a shawl. I did really not pretty. do a bunch of extra repeats like I thought I would because it sort of got to the point where I thought <laughs> it was tempting fate. Yeah. And you know what? It's a, it's a fine size shawl for me as it is. Yeah. Because you're a small person. Yep, yeah, little person. And speaking of little person, the elfling 
fell in love with the shawl and was running around with it like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a dragon! <laughs> Aww. And I'm like, okay, that's actually adorable, but please take it off. <laughs> <laughs> but please don't ruin it. Yes. It's um, sort of mine, and it took a long time. So, there is that. Mine is done, and it's just need to be woven in. All those beautiful sparkly beads. Mm-hmm. And, and it's soft. And, and Malibri goes. And I got a mouthful of yarn. It's <laughs> 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 around my head a little too closely. I'm like, om nom nom on the side of your Malabrigo is so soft. So what I tried to work on on that night was the Daughter Air socks. And if you remember, I kept wondering, okay, am I going to remember where I am in the entire scheme of things with the pattern? Because the pattern had has three charts, and at least for a while you go back and forth between two charts. And throughout all of Knit Night, I managed to knit one row. But I managed to... Once I got home, when I got, I guess, uh, I got it in my system, I figured out where I was. I am now at the heel flat part. God, so those are pretty. That Ooh, is shiny. This is, this is out of Turtle Pearl. Yeah, over sparkly yarn. And so it's got the design on the back. That is now finished, and it's got all that cable goodness on the front. Mm-hmm. And I'm now at the now it's going to go back and forth for the for the heel flap. Mm-hmm. So we'll just see how it goes. That's super pretty. I have that. I was working mm-hmm. on that blue shawl for somebody. And, oh, the big scarf of doom. Yep, and it started to fight with me, so I frogged it <laughs> <laughs> because it was all of like two and a half inches at the time. And yeah. basically, I'm like, look, I'm bigger than you. I may be. <laughs> I may only be a very little person, but I'm still bigger than you. So I frogged it, and I have no no regret because basically. The scarf and I are not talking to each other yet. And I do still have the 2x2 two two Crazy Pie, the sweater, the easy ruffle cardigan. Mm-hmm. I still have that, but that's my TV knitting. That is my zoning out TV knitting because it is 300 freaking stitches around. So it's not like I'm going to get a lot of length out of it, out of it very fast. Mm-hmm. But I cast on yesterday because, you know, obviously, like I said before, in episodes past monogamous, Maggie doesn't live here anymore. This mm-hmm. is the, it's the Jaffrey hat, Brooklyn Tweeds collection. Okay. I think it's about a year old now. And it's out of some leftover sock yarn. So it's fingering weight. And I have no idea if it, it's um, CJ Kopex Purple Plex. Okay. The one I always wanted to call Perplex. Purple Perplex. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's called Fairy Dust. Anyways. So, I don't know. I'm sort of living on wild side because I don't know if I'll have enough. But yeah, I, don't, well. I, don't, I don't care at this point. <laughs> so, that's what I have sort of been doing along with... Ooh, that's so cute! That is so adorable. <laughs> Karen. I kind of want it. This is seriously adorable. Maggie has been making little sock monkeys. And she has made a knit one geek two sock monkey. (laughs) It's a black monkey with a white head, white top of the head and a white muzzle, I guess. And gray sort of background for the eyes. And it's got the little knit one geek two logo on his chest. And holding holding makeshift knitting needles with actual knitting on them. (laughs) How did you do that? With the toothpicks? Yeah, lace Mm -hmm. weight on toothpicks. And a little ball of yarn hanging off it. And yes, I did get called all kinds of names by the newbie. Oh, okay. and a little white butt. All kinds of names like crazy. Yeah. And mental. Well, remember, it's her fr- first Christmas around me. Yeah, true. She has no idea. Yeah. She because, really yeah, I have about eight of those right now. Yeah. We saw pictures. Maggie, you have gone on a little bit of a monkey-making binge. I- I've gone on a little bender, yes. Even without the NyQuil. Yeah. Well, see, it started out because a friend asked, said that for Christmas she wanted a <laughs> uh, steampunk monkey. Mm-hmm. And I figured, okay, I was crafty enough, I could figure that out some way, somehow. And he came together relatively well. So I'm like, oh, this wasn't so hard. Maybe I should try some more of these. 
And you know what? A, a trip to Michael's and a trip to Walmart later, and I realize that I've, I've got a little menagerie happening <laughs> underneath my Christmas tree right now. And they're starting to get other... A little orgy of monkeys. <laughs> some of them are girls, some of them are boys, and some of them are... Gender non-discriminate. Yeah, well, you know, when she she started making uh, snide, rem- you know, in, in the way that we love each other, started making some sarcastic remarks, <laughs> and I said, hey... I can always build your monkey anatomically correct. And she's like, no, 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 that's okay. But, yeah. It's actually been kind of fun. I found the tutorial on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Yep. No sentence that starts with, I found <laughs> on Pinterest <laughs> ever ends well. <laughs> or, I'll just go on Pinterest for five minutes. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Let me see if there's something on Pinterest. And, um, yeah, I've sort of got it now down to a time limit and i think i'm developing a dent in one of my fingers from the sewing (laughs) needle so put down the monkeys okay i'm putting him back over there oh you were supposed to think of a name for him or her oh i was yeah i thought of koigu that would be a good one koigu yeah (laughs) koigu the monkey yes anyway koigu the monkey is very cute oh yes and one other thing you maggie and i got some yarn this week yes we did because our order from socks that rock came in our order, well, our order from Blue Moon Fiber Arts came in with our socks that rock. Yay! In the Hobbit Garden colorway. Yay! Which is the colorway that we won the contest for. Very. They cool. picked our name, and I still think that we should have won half of those names. But like I said, <laughs> I'm biased. I may be biased. Doesn't mean I'm not right. I'm really I'm just not biased. sure how they how they you know gave up the asbestos panties or seashell size C. But anyway, but Hobbit Garden is perfect, and I personally. I'm going to be knitting these or starting the first sock of these at The Hobbit. That's a good idea. Well, you're this waiting in line for Hobbit. how long? Yeah. That's, you yeah, might that, as well have some knitting That's with a freaking you. good idea. Well, the thing is, well, actually, I no. Ooh, Harry Potter. <laughs> I could start both. What I could do is I could split the ball into two. Because I was thinking earlier, like, okay, the problem is if I'm waiting in line for that long, I'm probably going to get a fair bit done. But I have to be either at the bottom of the foot, like just have the toe done, or I have to be just past the heel and have all the leg so that for, you know, like a two and a half, three hour movie, I can just knit and not worry about like, oh crap, I should have done the heel an inch ago. So I was thinking, well, but then I wouldn't be able to work on it while I'm there because, you know, I might hit the heel in the middle of the movie or whatever. But I just realized if I split the ball into two and start them both, I do the toe on one and put it aside for when we're actually watching the movie. Right. And then I just work on the other one while I'm waiting in line. There you go. I am smart. (laughs) (laughs) S-M-R-T. And, uh, of course, because we had a 10% discount and I couldn't resist, I got one more skinny yarn from Socks That Rock because it always comes in useful. So I got the Courier and Ives colorway, which is one of the Christmassy colorways. And it's got red and light blue and dark green and slightly purpley and white and, oh, it looks like a Christmas card. (laughs) Very pretty. Can't so, wait yeah. to see how it knits up. So, moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. Didn't we or forget Geek Squee? Oh, no. Geek Squee. <laughs> I meant Geek Squee. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, okay, we're moving into the next segment, the one with all the nerdy stuff, and I meant to say, uh, whatever. Shut it. <laughs> I didn't get much sleep yesterday. Not my fault. We didn't say anything. Oh, maybe it is kind of my fault, because... You were sherpaing at newbies on a yarn crawl. Yes. Well, if nobody minds, I just want to put a shout out for Geek Squee. Jim Butcher, I will find you and I will hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, somebody got the new Harry Dresden book. Yes. Cold Days came out on Tuesday the 27th. Although, according to Michelle, apparently it was available earlier than that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not possible. It's not, it's not right. But 
Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works. I got my copy on Tuesday. Finished it by Thursday because, damn it, there's this thing called work that gets in the way. <laughs> and then an don't on- you hate that? And then there's that sleep thing, too. And, okay, for anybody, I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything like that, but for anybody knows the sort of, like, Harry Dresden formulae where Harry goes into a situation knowing it's going to be hard and then it just attracts more stuff like he's got X amount of problems and then times that by 20 Mm -hmm. and that just keeps escalating throughout the entire story. It is no different where Harry goes into a problem and things find him and everybody that I have talked to who has finished the book so far has said no I did not expect that and I do believe I read the, the culminative like paragraph three or four times going, no, 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 this is not working. So, so no, so no. (laughs) All right. So yes, it pretty much blew my fricking brain and okay. Yes. He is a fantastic author. I give him full credit. I did not see it coming. And I'm hoping that giving him the credit as the really awesome author with the plot twist is better than, you know, me just being a dunce and not seeing it coming a million miles away. Mm-hmm. But everybody else said, no, I did not see that coming. So I kind of feel better. Awesome, awesome book. Awesome, awesome series. Look for it. I promise you will not be disappointed. But oh my god, I want to wring Butcher's neck right now. <laughs> Which, from what I understand, is pretty much par for the course with the end of every Harry, Harry Dresden book. <laughs> Eat the banana bread. Okay, something to make you feel better. Some awesome nerd holiday nerdery. Yes. So, looking for autumn on tumblr.com, he made a Dalek Christmas tree. As in, he turned his Christmas tree into one ginormous Dalek. It's pretty awesome. It's got a grid work of red Christmas ball ornaments. Yeah. From the from the middle part down. The top where the angel would go and goes wonky and is a light. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of PVC piping for the little, like, eye stock and yeah. for the little plungery weapony things. And it looks like there's a ribbon. Yeah, it looks like sort of silver or white ribbon that goes around the tree to make the sort of different sections mm-hmm. of the Dalek. And the entire tree is covered in, like, little white lights. It is hilarious and amazing and you really need to see it. So, like I said, it's on Looking for Autumn. What they need is to have a tree on the other side of the room with a big scarf wrapped around it. Yes! <laughs> and a bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lookingforautumn.tumblr.com. Or, like, there's a million articles about it on Nidorama and io9 and the Mary Sue. So if you go to any of those sites and put in Dalek Christmas tree, you will find it. Now he needs oh, to connect, like, something with sound. Mm-hmm. So when you turn on the lights, it goes, Exterminate! Exterminate, 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 Hey! I don't think there's many segues in between the things that I have. We don't here, need so. segues. Segues are for special Wait. people. Segues are for wimps. Segues yes. are for other people. Fish. Speaking of, well, speaking of the BBC and BBC properties. <laughs> there's a segue. There we go. There's See? a segue. Stretch the segue. Apparently, the BBC is going to be adapting the book Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell for television, which is... The book is by Susanna Clark. It came out quite a few years ago, actually. And if you don't know about it, I've... I, it's one of those books, I've read the first little bit, but I didn't have time to read all of it, and I've been keep thinking, I should really pick that book up again. I should really pick that book up again. Because it's it's one of those wonderful... One of those books that, you know, is kind of hard to define, 
It's, uh, yeah, it's from 2004, and it's sort of an alternate history set in early 19th century England around the time of the Napoleonic Wars. The first part of it starts in 1806, and it's, looking at the Wikipedia page for it, it says it's based on the premise that magic once existed in England and has returned with two men, Gilbert Norrell and Jonathan Strange. And it's sort of about the relationship between these two and, you know, the events that uh, take place and that they, the other things they have to do to protect England using magic. And the extra little thing about it is that it's very much written, it, it follows a lot of the sort of romantic literary traditions, like gothic, with sort of like gothic romantic novel elements and a Byronic hero. And, and it's written very much in the the style or the voice of like Jane Austen and Charles Dickens. So very wordy. Wordy awesome. but but, but, imagine, wordy. but imagine that sort of wry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like that, that sort of sense of humor that Jane Austen has. And imagine her writing about like magic. Magic. I would definitely give this a try. Yes, this sounds like it's the sort of thing that might be, you know, up a number of people's alley. <laughs> like actually there's actually a quote the Wikipedia article. I actually did a quote for um from Charles Dickens um, just yesterday because the newbie was looking at me at my sock monkey station mm-hmm. and just said, you know you are crazy, right? You don't have to do this. And I said, I will love Christmas and keep it in my heart, heart all, all the year. <laughs> and then I looked at her and I said, Dickens, bitch! <laughs> yeah, actually, I might get that. That should be a t-shirt. <laughs> Dickens, Dickens, bitch! bitch. I'm sure we can probably find it on Pinterest somewhere. <laughs> Cafe Press. It's got to be there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I might cut this out later, but one of the quotes that they have on the Wikipedia article is, Can a magician kill a man by magic? Lord Wellington asked Strange. Strange frowned. He seemed to dislike the question. I suppose a magician might, he admitted, but a gentleman never could. <laughs> yes, I really... Okay, yeah, I will. I will take have this to, up again. I will have to read this. It'll <laughs> probably go into my pile of about five hundred books that I want to read. In the <laughs> True, but yes. Yeah, so they're going to be, like I said, they're going to be making it for TV though, which is going to be sound definitely sounds like it could be good. Because I mean, like, look, it's a fantasy novel, but it's also alternate history. Mm-hmm. True. And who does history and historical dramas better than the BBC? True. I mean, come on. So long as there are no more iconic movies that are going to come out and destroy the uh, schedule. True. And actually, it's, it says it's being it's a six episode miniseries being directed by Toby Haynes, who directed a bunch of uh, the Matt Smith Doctor Who stories, as well as they don't mention what episode. I haven't looked it up. A key episode of BBC's Sherlock. But yeah, so they don't have a cast yet, but it should be interesting to see who they get. Considering my brain is going over a stable of British actors, especially British <laughs> actors that do television and, and sort of being like, oh, yes. Ooh, I came up with a segue. Yes? I think Maggie was talking about this, or you were talking about this certain iconic franchise that now has a uh, description. Yes. And I was um, just thinking of the... Yes. The Mary Sue, and I think Karen said io 9 Yep. has a description of the new Star Trek Into Darkness, which 2013 is going to rock my socks off with movies, because Star Trek! <laughs> <laughs> yes, they have the, it's an official synopsis, too. You, we have the, Lillian's our Star Trek babysitter, considering, you know, we're not good star anything podcasters, <laughs> as has been reported. Well, yeah, yes. but, you know, we can change that. <laughs> have access to all of the TV series. True. Or will, once my stepbrother comes with uh, Enterprise at Christmas. <laughs> and it's been a long road 
Getting from there to here. It's been a long time, but my time is fine. <laughs> we'll stop now. Yeah, I'm a geek. <laughs> You're in good company. Yes. And I prefer the term Trekkie, just in case. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. There's a thing. Some people like to be called Trekkers. Some people like to be called Trekkies. Yeah, I know. There's I'm a Trekkie, whole... in case you haven't seen my uh, license plate. <laughs> yeah. Synopsis. Yes, synopsis. <laughs> Some of that might, <laughs> might get cutting out. But That's the singing will at least, will, if we got that, I'm putting Nothing that else outtakes. is putting in outtakes. <laughs> yup. Okay, so the synopsis basically, it says, When the crew of the Enterprise is called back home, they find an unstoppable force of terror from within their organization that has detonated the fleet and everything it stands for, leaving our world in a state of crisis. With a personal score to settle, Captain Kirk leads a manhunt to a war zone world to capture a one-man weapon of mass destruction. As our heroes are propelled into an epic chess game of life and death, love will be challenged, friendships will be torn apart, and sacrifices must be made for the only family Kirk has left, his crew. Chris Pine. (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch is in there somewhere. Chris Pine. (laughs) I'm siding with the Cumberbatch, I'm sorry. Mm. Though Chris Pine is mighty fun. Yes, and Zachary Quinto is a wonderful... Oh my god, Wonderful... Spock. Spock. I mean, I have, I have seen, I should say, I have seen the, the he is a first wonderful Star Trek movie, successor the... to Spock, and they really, really did yeah. an amazing job recasting for the reboot. Yes. Um, and I think all of the original cast agrees with that yeah. and have commented on it. Um, that is just amazing, because, you know, as a Trekkie, I went into the first reboot going, okay, this could be awesome. Or it could be terrible. Or this could be terrible. And it ended up being fracking awesome. Good. <laughs> so I have high hopes for this one. Yeah. I enjoyed which scared the, me a little. Yeah, I enjoyed the reboot I enjoyed the reboot movie, so I don't know if they're planning to do a trilogy, but it scares me a little because if we go with if we rebooted it mm-hmm. and we go with the original Even Curse. True. This could be not good. And if you're not sure the e- the original movies, the even numbers were cursed, they weren't they were bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So the, well, the last Rath- one, what number was it if you look at the entire series of movies? If you look at the entire series of movies, it was... Or maybe I have it mixed up. No, it was the odd numbers are cursed, the evens are good. Yeah. Because wasn't the last one like Wait, 11? TNG had... There were six original, mm-hmm. four TNG, so that's 10. Nemesis was awful. So the reboot was 11. Yeah. And it wasn't bad, so maybe they broke the curse. Hopefully. Because this one, yeah, because this isn't going to be even and even then. Yes. On both counts. Even if you just count from the reboot, even if you count from, even yeah. if you count from the original. So it should be good. Should be good. So it should be, should be doubly good. It, yeah. Unless it decides course, to set its own precedent. Yes. <laughs> but Let's hey. See. But J.J. Abrams doesn't do anything half-assed. Yeah. And it'll still have Chris pa- Chris Pine, Pine, Zachary Quinto, Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Yeah, yeah. So it should be interesting. I really want to go see it with you. Yeah, so we, we might be going to a midnight show. There might be a bunch <laughs> sure. of us. What the hell? I can't wait to see your reaction. Oh, yeah. Speaking of big epic things, before I move into the big epic thing coming up soon, and some of the news involved <laughs> in that, apparently there is going to be an amazing, insane. Battlestar Galactica LARP, like live action role play, in Sweden next year. It's going to be taking place on an actual destroyer. Like, 
the ship. Did anybody else get the Darth Vader theme in their head when she said destroyer? Because I did. As in like... Sorry. Imperial March. We might have to take this musical as well as explicit. This will be our musical episode. All the cool kids have one. Yeah, apparently it's going to be a LARP called the Monitor Celestra. You can actually check out the website at celestralarp.com. It's C-E-L-E-S... T-R-A-L-A-R-P.com. And basically it's uh, Nordic live-action role-playing, which apparently is a slightly different... Nordic LARP is apparently a little different from North American LARP. Um, from the little... I've got a whole bunch... I happened to come across something about Nordic LARP earlier this week. This is the part enough. where I asked if they played with, you know, real armor and real swords. No. <laughs> darn it. There was no... Uh, and there was no actual pillaging. Oh, darn real it. Real pillaging. But I haven't read enough of the articles that I happened to open up earlier this week to sort of be able to give a really short version of how things are different, but I think it seems it seems more, like, character and story-focused okay, in a way. But yeah, so they're going to be having... It's going to be March 2013 aboard a uh, an actual, like, decommissioned military destroyer ship, which is... Uh, that's part of a maritime museum in the center of Gothenburg. And it... I, Where is he? It looks so cool! Oh my god! <laughs> Apparently, it'll take place in the 130 hours between the end of the miniseries and the beginning of the episode 33, which is the beginning of the first season of the rebooted Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. It says, we highly recommend that you have watched at least this much Battlestar Galactica before enlisting. That would help, yes. Yes. Yeah. So that you're not walking on, what's a Cylon? Though I don't, you know, anybody who signs up for the for the LARP, well, most people who think would sign up for the LARP would be the hardcore, hardcore BSG geeks. But, yeah. And it's you like this. You see people, all right, where are the toasters? Bring on the toasters! Yeah, they're going to have specially instructed players to that will make it possible for you to experience Cylon projections and flashbacks that make up the part of the the Galactica storytelling. So, like, you know, if anybody who's seen the show knows about Baltor, you know, Head Six, Baltar's little... No one else can see this version of Cylon Six than him. The one in the really awesome red dress. That will happen. The, you know, there'll be... They'll wrap in all sorts of, like, ethical dilemmas and stuff like that. I'm not sure how they're going to do things with, uh, well, I don't know if President Rosalind is going to be there throwing people at the airlock every five minutes. That might be ending with a sploosh if they're in a, an actual destroyer. But, oh my god, this sounds amazing. And you can read all, like I said, you can read all the details at the website, and I hope they're going to have like tons of pictures and video and stuff from that, because that sounds like it's going to be awesome. Now, of course, in epic, epic, epic movie news, coming out soon. Not, what are you talking about? There's nothing coming out. Nope. Oh my god. Nothing. Oh my god, The Hobbit! <laughs> <laughs> and there's actually a couple things. This week on the Col- Colbert Report, it's going to be an entire themed Hobbit week. So December 3rd to December 6th, he's going to have Ian McKellen on on the Monday, Martin Freeman on the Tuesday, Andy Serkis on the Wednesday, and Peter Jackson on the Thursday as his guests. That's going to be frockin' awesome. I like it. I cannot wait to see this. Especially because Colbert, as we mentioned, is such a huge Tolkien nerd. Now, wait a minute. Did you say this is this week or next week? This upcoming week. All right, this coming week. So by the time you guys hear this, the shows will probably be out, and you can go on the internet and you can find them. Find them, them, yes. And you can watch all of them at once. You'll definitely want to see those episodes. Because he's the man is just going to be nerding out like yeah. crazy, I'm yeah. sure. And plus, not to mention the guests on their own are going to be awesome. Like I would, I cannot wait to see the Martin Freeman and Ian McKellen ones. 
and Andy Circus too, just because it's so interesting seeing Andy Circus as Andy Circus. Usually it's <laughs> some other voice and in a green suit, if yes. not, you know, CGI'd into a different character. Also, for those of you, like me, that love movie scores <laughs> and are eagerly looking forward to the score to The Hobbit, Rollingstone.com has a streaming version of The Hobbit score. So you can listen to the entire soundtrack streaming online as of right now. How many times have you listened to it? I She's haven't not. listened to it yet. She's not. Oh. It's not it was actually thing. it was briefly available on Empire online, um like Empire Magazine's website a few weeks ago. It was only available for like a week or two and then they took it wasn't available anymore. And I managed to resist listening to it because I want to experience the music. With the movie? With the movie. So how much self-control is that taking? I think the word epic a lot. comes in there. <laughs> a lot, man. This is... Cause just keep I distracting just, her with yarn. Oh my god. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Oh my god. My th- You're, are just... you going to have, like, tranquilizers when you guys go <laughs> to the... Uh... I'm just going to keep dropping sort of sedatives into her drink and she's not going to see. Just, <laughs> okay, good. Maybe as long just, as you have something. I'm going to have a box of Smarties and just mix them up in there. As long as you have something, because yeah. she oh, might be bouncing oh. off the walls. This coming from the woman that was bouncing up and down in her seat and flapping her hands when Thor appeared in <laughs> Avengers. Dude, it was Thor, okay? The entire row was probably being shaken by your bouncing. Does that say something about my weight? No. It says something about the force you were doing it with. <laughs> Use the force! I might have to duct tape you to your seat if there's any appearance of Cumberbatch in this one. Yes. Well, Cumberbatch is even, even if it's just sort of like one of those washed out background, you know, sort of stories where the dwarves tell how the dragon took their uh, treasure and stuff like that. If it shows the dragon at all... I'm going to tackle you. We could probably sell tickets to that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's there's a huge link for this. So if you look on rollingstone.com, probably if you go to rollingstone.com, then click on the music tab, it might even be somewhere on that main page. But if you go there and then search on the website, The Hobbit Soundtrack, you'll find it. I should mention, too, though, I did listen to a tiny bit of the song, at the end, it's going to be on the over the credits, done by Neil Finn, which is a version of the Dwarves' Song of the Lonely Mountain that you hear in the trailer. Oh. And it does sound interesting. <laughs> and I can't wait for this movie, oh my god. I'm probably going to be crying How many the first days? time they play the Concerning Hobbits theme. Twelve, technically eleven. Yeah. How are you going to make it through your shift on the Thursday? I don't know. Incomplete agony is the I, I feel sorry for the lovely ladies who will be working with you that day. Why don't anyway, we let yes. Karen come down and we talk about some of my geeky squee? The Mary Sue had Hunger Games pictures for the second bo- second movie. Oh, is yes. that the one with the, um, the water suit? Yes, yeah. the water suit. So they showed what it kind of looks like. The pictures they showed kind of looks like the what's going to be in the scene... When they, um, in Catching Fire, when they release the second round of Hunger Games, and it's, it's kind of cool, and I'm kind of excited, and everyone looks all, not as nice as the first challenge suits, but they're kind of fun, and it's exciting. Have they announced who's playing Finnick yet? Yes, obviously it's been cast. Unfortunately, it's not Jesse Williams, because that would have been beautiful. 
Do we know who it is, or do we care? I can't remember who it is. I'm waiting to see. So it's obviously not that important. It's not Jesse Williams, and I really wanted it to be Jesse Williams, because okay. he's fabulous. And if you don't know who Jesse Williams is... Go stand in he, the corner. Well, no. He plays um, Jackson Avery on Grey's Anatomy, and he's been in a couple other movies as well, and he's just very well sculpted. As Finnick should be. As Finnick should be, you're right. The Honor to Us All video, or the Honor to District 12 video is kind of amusing. They took the scene from Hunger Games, where Cinna and his crew are getting Katniss ready yes. for the Hunger Games, and set it to, refilmed it and set it to, bring. will bring Honor to Us All from Mulan. Yeah, this is what it was. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm I've, I've seen this a couple of times, but I've never actually watched the yes. video. Yeah, if you go to YouTube and put in the username, or the the channel is called Not, Not Literally Productions, and it, it says they have a bunch of other things as well that are in the geeky mashup. But the one we were looking at was Honor District 12. Yes. Oh, they're the one that did Badger Claws. Badger Pride. Oh, Huffle, the, Huffle the Hufflepuff Puff. Pride one that we talked about. Yes. They have a Tumblr account at not-literally.tumblr.com as well as, yeah, and their website is not-literally.com. So you can go yeah. there and find the Honor to District video. 12 video. Yeah. But also in the Murray Sue where the picture is from Catching Fire and I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I know you guys aren't uh, big Hunger Games fans. Well, I've I've read the first I've read two and a half books. I'm halfway through the third. Ooh. And it's just I'm trying to find the right time to watch the movie. Yeah. Because I don't want to do it with the elfling running around. No. And you kind of have to be in the right frame of mind to be watching it. Yes. Yeah, cuz cuz there are certain parts that could really put a bummer on the whole Christmas you season. You know what? It's not there's more description in the books and the violence in the movie in Hunger Games is done rather tastefully. Okay. In that it's kind of very Hitchcockian in its way, where you see the beginning of it, and then it kind of moves to something else. It focuses on the attacker's face, mm. not the death part. Okay. And it the movie very much shows that no one wants to be there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Even the people who are supposed to be trained to be there don't still, want to be I'm there. I'm super curious yeah. to see the, uh, the fashions for the capital. Oh, yeah. that was beautiful. The... Costuming was amazing. Donald Sutherland was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go to not-literally.com, they actually have a blog there. They have a link to the iTunes store where you can buy their parody song. So they have the parody song for Honor District 12. They have their Sorted This Way one, which is the one we mentioned ages ago, which is the, the Hufflepuff Pride one. Um, they have their videos. There's lyrics, a gallery, fan art. They have a shop, Hufflepuff Bowtie. Yeah, they have some Harry Potter themed. Ooh, I like the Ravenclaw's tank top. Yeah, some Harry Potter themed stuff, and looks like one for each. They have a little logo with the animal for each house mm -hmm. from Harry Potter. So you can find all sorts of stuff at their website. And it looks like they had sort of making of stuff on their blog too. It looks like they also have book reviews. Ooh, book Divergent. review, Divergent. <laughs> Divergent is fabulous. It's another YA. No it's a YA novel in the in the dystopian theme, but it's very well done and. Veronica Roth, who writes it, is like in her early 20s, which makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> they had a nerdy pumpkin carving contest. Ah, Dalek pumpkin. Dalek. And so, and they'll announce their, of course, they announce mm -hmm. their videos and stuff on their blog, too, so you can check that, too, for the Hunger Games enthusiasts. And in the, the just plain weird department. 
Well, not so much weird, because it's December <laughs> 2nd, so November just ended. Yeah. So, and I think the date for that is probably the end of November. Yeah, this is from the, the end of November. But um, an artist named Wes Montgomery, from the, whose website is locustyears.com, all one word, L-O-C-U-S-T-Y-E-A-R-S.com, um, has done images of popular superheroes with mustaches. Whether or not... They look good or not is another yeah. or thing. Or they have a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of them, like, it starts off with Batman. So, you know, he's got the, the whole He's got a cowl. Tom Selleck-looking mustache. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. does um, Superman. Superman doesn't wear a mask, so, you know, get that. He gave Superman, like, the... the five o'clock shadow. Yeah, the five o'clock shadow. And then, you know, Wolverine's got, bit, looks slightly more Hulk Hogan-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then we start getting into... Like, serious, like, porn stashes. <laughs> then there's... Iron Man with the mustache and the goatee over the mask on the uh, mask. mask, yeah. And same with Spider Man, who's right over the mask. Big Ned Flanders bushy mustache, Tom Selleck on top yeah. of the mustache. For those of you who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't, but November is men grow mustaches yeah, in to November to yeah. support awareness for prostate, prostate cancer. cancer. Yeah, and I think yeah. they also you know raise pledges and stuff. Yeah, support awareness for prostate cancer. So. If you're listening and your significant other or man in your life has been growing a mustache, yay him, but we're sorry for you. Because <laughs> some of them did not look good. A bunch of people It depends on, our, on the dude. It, a bunch Mine's of people- not allowed to get rid of his mustache. Mm. Yeah. Because the last time he did, I was so, like, he turned around and I shot up, hit the ceiling, and then ran out. <laughs> I, I, I did not recognize him and it scared the crap out of me and I told him to- he's never allowed to do that But again. he generally... Has a full beard too, doesn't yes, he? But I've yeah. told just him, the, just the I've mustache. I told him that the mustache cannot leave. Yeah. Like the, I prefer the mustache goatee thing, but you can shave and get artistic with like the sideburns <laughs> and the rest of the beard and whatever. But the mustache has to stay because okay. that's how I met him. That's how I know him. And without it, he just looks wrong. Wrong. <laughs> okay then. Yeah, and I mean it depends on the dude and the whether or not they face, can actually grow a mustache yeah, and their ability to grow a mustache. <laughs> Oh, dear. You know, there's some guys, you know, they, they, they're like when they're, they're teenagers and they're, they're desperately trying to grow their facial hair and just has that little bit of peach fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or it's of. patchy or, yeah. yeah. No. Yoda's mustache looks kind of very Jack Layton, actually. <laughs> yeah. He was a Ontario politician. Or Canadian, no, sorry. Canadian politician. Yeah. He looks very grandpa-ish right there. Yeah. It does actually seem to suit Yoda. It, yeah. D- yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, you could see Yoda with a mustache, but then again, it's he's sort of that old, wise, yeah, being sort of thing. Yeah. And mustaches are not exactly, you know, dignified white mustaches. Not and the Flash's mustache is kind of scary looking. That, that's <laughs> it's long. See, un- unless you unless you put that in a sort of like a colonial era, it's just wrong. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. just it's just porn stash. <laughs> it's, it's like stay stay away from my children kind of stash. And Superman's looks. Kind of, kind of the, works. Very Tom Selleck. Yeah, yeah. I, a bit retro. Mm, yeah, too retro. But oh, yeah. but we're talking about Superman here, so never. Mind. <laughs> you know, he has been around since the '30s. Okay, so apparently, like last week, NASA had an announcement that they might have found something really cool on Mars using the Mars Curiosity rover. So everyone was all really, really excited for this week's press conference and wondering what it could possibly be. And it found that found out that they found water on. Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> yeah. Not Mars. Which is interesting. Well, I mean, Mercury say- is one of the hottest planets. Is the planet closest to the sun. Yeah. 
Which so. you would think you would not be able to find water. No. Oh, yeah. Venus is hotter than Mercury, but still. Yeah. But they have actually, they confirmed that they have actually found large amounts of ice at Mercury's north and south poles, which still... So is Mercury going through a global freezing event opposite to us? I don't know. I'm thinking it must be, I'm thinking it must be because of, like, atmospheric pressure or something. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, because, I mean, for uh, on Earth, the melting and evaporating point of water is based on general atmospheric pressure. Water boils faster in Denver than it does in New York. Mm-hmm. Because Denver... It's much higher up. Yeah. So I'm thinking that, you know, this is before I even, like, read a lot of the article. But the North Pole part is that it's always in shadow, and it's the... Uh, True. So it would be... The extreme. ice is, is found essentially in impact craters. Yeah. It, and it does say that, actually, it's believed... The, the, it's confirmed in the North Pole in, you know, impact craters. It says, it's believed the South Pole harbors ice as well, though there's no actual data to... No hard data to support it. As the, it's from the the messenger spacecraft that orbits Mercury that was able to find this, and it orbits closer to the North Pole than the South Pole. But they said, you know, they did have, they did find probably a hundred. It says a hundred billion to one trillion metric tons of ice. Wow, that's a lot of margaritas. Yeah, it is. It is Mercury, the uh, bar of the solar system. Yeah. It does say it's thought, thought to be. Up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the ice is thought to be at least one and a half feet deep. And possibly as much as 65 feet deep. They said there's enough polar ice at Mercury to bury an area the size of Washington, D.C. by two to two and a half miles. Yikes. That's where the NHL can go play hockey. (laughs) (laughs) And it's thought to come from the impact of comets. Yeah. Still, I'm still flabbergasted at the thought of it, like you said, it being so close to the sun. Yeah. Not the hottest, that would be Venus, but still. Yeah, and it does say the professor was sometimes the principal scientist for the Messenger spacecraft, Sean Solomon from Columbia University, did say that because of this, Mercury is becoming the subject of new interest where it wasn't much of one before. Well, if it can support water, there is theoretically a possibility, maybe sort of, kinda of there possibly having been been an ability to support life. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So, but the NASA is going to be continuing observations and. Seeing what they find. So, shall we move into cravings and comforts and crushes? And all sorts of yummy goodness? Yeah. Yes. Well, for one thing, if anybody here has been asked for a Doctor Who scarf, a handmade Doctor Who scarf, and something in your soul just dies at the thought of doing it, Think Geek has you covered. Think Geek has you covered for all kinds of geeky things. Yep. Yes. I still want the sleeping bag Tauntaun. I think that would be awesome. That <laughs> it would be so awesome. But they do oh, have... Look at, look at the background! The background! One, one, everybody should go to Think Geek just to look at the background. <laughs> Breathe, Maggie. Flailing. Breathe, Maggie. Because... It's just freaking adorable, I'm sorry. Yes, because the background at Think Geek is all... Hobbit Christmassy themed. And she's got a toboggan right there on her own. <laughs> if I and, ever build my oh, own house, it's going to be a Hobbit house. Yeah, Santa Claus is coming and Gandalf slid. Yeah, so it's all the. It looks like all the hobbits are, you know, out frolicking in a winter wonderland. And Maggie's getting all verklempt. You can get the Doctor Who Deluxe 12 foot scarf. No knitting required. I love that in the first little bullet points it says 12 feet of scarfy warfy <laughs> for being Tom Baker or every day. And the third one says, knitters will thank you for not asking them. Damn right. <laughs> right now, it's actually it's actually out of stock. They only put it up like a few days ago. 
Oh <laughs> it's already out of stock, but hopefully they'll come more. I, I do believe that they will come in with more. There's the a main... lot of December to go through. <laughs> yeah, the main description says, No knitting required. When a Whovian discovers a friend is a knitter, it is very, very tempting to ask them to make you a Doctor Who scarf. On behalf of most knitters out there, we say, please don't. <laughs> we love Doctor Who as much as you, and you might notice that we don't even have a Doctor Who scarf for ourselves. There's a reason. It takes forever, and it's all knit stitches, so it's pretty boring. In fact, when made in worsted weight yarn, a 12-foot-long Doctor that Tom Baker scarf contains 56,448 knit stitches. Nice. That means someone is cursing you 56,448 times while holding pointy sticks. Catch our drift. <laughs> Embrace laziness and keep your knitter friends by picking up the Doctor Who Deluxe 12-foot scarf. <laughs> I think the person who wrote this was a knitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and well said. Yeah. Just don't get it caught in the TARDIS door. Yeah, I mean, I I know there's a few knitters who have, are knitting Doctor Who scarves for loved ones, or knitting them for themselves, and half the time they are sort of like, oh dear god, this thing is huge. It, it probably and some starts... some of them do, do it gradually, and do, doing it, or sorry, some of them are do, you know, doing it with love, and good intent. good intent, and may not find it the hell that other people are. But there I think are... most people have learned to pace themselves. There are easier Doctor Who projects on Ravelry. Yeah. Like dishcloths. Or the TARDIS tea cozy. Has anybody made Dalek mittens? Ooh. I made a Dalek dishcloth. The thumb could be the little, like, plunger well, thingy. her middle finger is the little plunger thing at the moment, but <laughs> it just sounds vaguely wrong. <laughs> Let's look it up and see. I'm sure if I ever planned to make a Doctor Who scarf, it would come out of a night of sleep, depth, NyQuil, and alcohol. <laughs> do you want me to mix this? I things? can do this! I can so do this! Okay, they have... There's a dog coat that looks like a Dalek. They've got um, fingerless mitts right there. Oh, yes. Yep, there's a color work pattern for mittens. And then there's a couple... Oh, yeah. There we go. Yep. Dalek mittens by Eleanor Kelly. Sweet. Complete with black baubles. So if you're looking for Dalek mittens for a loved one, there you go. But, yes, those will knit up a lot faster than a scarf. So, as we said, if you're looking for a scarf for a loved one, or if a loved one has said, I really want a Doctor Who scarf, tell them it is cheaper to buy it from Think Geek than to buy the yarn for the scarf. Much mm -hmm. true. Much true. Because it's forty nine ninety nine, And like I said, it is out of stock right at the moment, but it, there is an option to email you when it becomes available. And then this thing is not something that you can necessarily find, but if you can find the fabric for it, and you can sew... Or you know someone who can sew. Or, sorry, there was a cosplayer at Dragon Con who had a dress. Beautiful dress. That mm. was, included a printed fabric with the map of Middle Earth on it. And it also had the elvish script around yeah, the bottom. the elvish script from the One Ring around the bottom. It is a gorgeous dress. It's very 50s Jackie O style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very complete with the... It's got like a crinoline underneath. Complete with the elven pin at the yes. neck. Yeah, her neckline looks like she might have... Looks like it could have been part of the cape with the elven pin. Yeah, it's a slight sort of capish. Uh, the user who, who posted the picture on Flickr is Matt and Christy. All in word. K-R-I-S-T-Y. And if you go to the actual Flickr page, we found it on... Uh, the Mary Sue. Just if you go to the Mary Sue and search for tar for Middle Earth dress, it'll come up. And then if you click on the actual picture, it'll go to their Matt and Christie's Flickr account, and you can select the original size if you really want to see all the details. Cause wow, 
Her belt has the elvish too. Ooh, mm-hmm. yes, it and does. The matching pur- and she has a matching, matching purse. purse with a ring. Yep. How appropriate. That is some amazing. Arandor. Ariador. There's Gondor. That must Mordor. be Mordor. Yep. Wow. I'm all kinds of freaking impressed. That is so cool. I want it. Yeah, and like you said, she's got the little elvish cloak pin. It's really cute. We're gonna have to link to that. So no, totally. Totally going to. So for the final thing, we got a little package today. Well, actually not today, but we got a little package this week from Wilda in New Zealand because she spoils us. And Karen has not opened it yet. She's opening it now. I have not opened it. I have not peeked at the customs label on it. You've been very good. Which is always the hard part. Now that we have scissors. Yes. And then I've just snipped it open. Okay, so. And it's wrapped up in a little letter. It's not ticking, right? <laughs> no. No ticking. <laughs> Okay, so please find a close a thing you wished for and a thing you would have had you would have had you, you know, know they, they existed. existed. A set each of mint New Zealand Hobbit stamps. Oh my god, you guys. For Maggie. Oh, I can't and one oh my god, one each of limited edition world premiere commemorative Hobbit pins made, made by, by Weta Workshop. Workshop. Oh, my god. Oh my god. We are still wearing these opening Yes. Hats. That is so cool. Oh my god. That is so cool. <laughs> oh my god. They're both squeeing and fondling the uh, packages. But very delicately. Delicately, yes. yes. Reverently. And it's got a picture of Bag End on the pin. Like, <laughs> I, should, I forgot to mention earlier. Yes. Yesterday in our yarn crawl, we took public, tra- public transit... To get to Toronto, because driving in Toronto, yeesh. Parking in Toronto, yeesh. Um, and with the number of stores we were going to, it just made, e- made it easier. So we took the GO train, which is GO train, to Union Station, and there are three parts to Union Station. One is the pretty Via, oh my god, they blew it up in X-Men. The basement part of that is the retro 70s GO, Go station. station, GO concourse. Mm-hmm. And that has been decked out for The Hobbit. Yeah, there were posters everywhere. You could stand on Gandalf, you could stand on Bilbo, there were posters everywhere. And then in the little nook where most people wait to get the train, their rush for the train, there is a life-sized version of Bag End. Yes, the front door Bag End. Somebody had her picture taken with multiple times. Yes. Somebody was like a kid at Disney. Yes. Who found Goofy. Yes. So, yeah, that was... I'm sure Karen will post it. Oh, yes. There will be pictures posted of me in front of Bag End. But, oh, my God. Thank, thank you, you Wilda. Oh, oh, my God. God. That's awesome. You're Jinx, so you freaking owe me Malabrigo. <laughs> no, I don't. The ref says... I'm going for coffee. The ref, sh- the ref says she knows who's a guest on this podcast. Yes. I would like <laughs> to be back. And she knows who's editing things. Yes. <laughs> this is true. Okay, I'm going to trump ref then. Oh. This is for Karen. This is a box. This is an early Christmas present. Oh, really? That has to happen now. Two super Karen. Merry Christmas. Love Mega Maggie. No, you are not getting a Thomas train in. Oh, I'm Thomas the Tank Engine. So... Thomas the Tank Engine's shoes. Wow, Maggie, how do you know? <laughs> hey, they are size 10. In little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Elfling size. Okay. You taped it, too. Is professional. Do you need the scissors again? Possibly. They're on the back counter. Ooh. 
I believe this is some kind of little advent calendar. It is. There's all sorts of little envelopes, little paper envelopes with numbers on them. But she's got to find one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's one. God, I was going to say, God, please help me. Please tell me they're all in there. <laughs> Four. 16, because this is the sort of uh, OCD thing I do with Christmas. This is um, a little pill- pillow box, about two inches by two inches, or maybe even smaller than that. Template is off of... If you say Pinterest. Martha, Martha Stewart. Oh. Oh, What's well. worse? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> and yeah, I made them out of um, out of you know card that I thought Woo! was in chocolate money. Yes. <laughs> and if you notice, they are teal and peacock and those types of colors. <laughs> Ooh, there's embroidery floss in here. You know me. <laughs> Thank you, Maggie. I could not fit the Aww. Sutherland boy in there. <laughs> Kiefer wouldn't fit. He is tiny, but not that tiny. Not that tiny. Oh, thank you, Maggie. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All and now of I, have, tiny. I have like. 22 more yes, you do. You surprises have... to find. Actually, 23. I gave you one for Christmas yes, Day. Yes, I was going to say. For some reason, I was thinking till the 24th. Well, some advent calendars stop on the eve. But anyways. But yes. So I think that's it, you guys. Yeah. Oh, God, this is going to be an interesting episode to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Jesus. All right. On that note, everybody, wherever you are, be good to each other, and hopefully... If Remember, Santa's watching. Yes, Santa's watching. Um, like not creeper. in a creepy way. Like, the dip, dip, like dip, Edward dip. Cullen? Yes, exactly. He sees when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, just like Edward Cullen. <laughs> you just ruined Santa. <laughs> Done. And now, okay. now my brain is racing with more ways to ruin Santa. <laughs> Don't ruin Santa. You have to go home to a five-year-old. Fifty Shades of Jingle. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. So, anyways. This is the Santa suit of a killer, Bella. I think we better go now. <laughs> yes, before we ruin your childhoods even more. Um. So, yeah, bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. bye. Thanks for listening. To visit our show notes, listen to old episodes, or leave something in our tip jar, you can visit us at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's knit one geek org. You can also comment at our Ravelry group. Just search the Ravelry groups for Knit One Geek 2. We're also on Twitter. You can find us at www.twitter.com slash knit one geek 2. Have a good week, everybody. Ooh, Geek Squeak. They found ice on Mercury. Yes. It's kind of cool. <laughs> um, let me find an actual article. They sent a rover to Mars and they found ice on Mer- Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so by that theory... <laughs> oh, that just got bad. Okay, so by that theory, what are we going to find in Uranus? <laughs> God, woman. <laughs> That's getting headed out, right? Maybe. Outtakes. I can peek. I think I can pee. <laughs> I know you're excited, but... I'm so excited I can pee. <laughs> ah, <Dad. laughs> it's going to be rife with the outtakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>